Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Let's give the end of Isaiah 45 a shot today. We're in verses 14 through 25. There's some remarkable things said in this text, so let's dive right in. Thus says the Lord, the wealth of Egypt and the merchandise of Cush and the Sabaeans, men of stature, shall come over to you and be yours. They shall follow you. They shall come over in chains and bow down to you. They will plead with you saying, surely God is in you and there is no other, no other God besides him. So stop right there. That's just verse 14. Talks about come over and change these people from these other nations, these other languages, these other peoples. They're going to come over in chains and bow down to the Lord. And they're going to see that there is a God in Israel. And this isn't literal. This is using imagery of prisoners of war. Uh, It's going to be like prisoners of war are going to come over to the one true God. They're going to see that there is a God in Israel, and they are going to bow down to that God willingly. They're going to declare, surely God is in you. They've noticed it. They're not being coerced. This isn't literally in chains. This is figuratively. And they are prisoners of war. You and I were prisoners of war if we are saved before we were saved. If, If you don't know Jesus Christ, you're still a prisoner of war. Satan's got you, and you're a slave to sin. But if you're freed by Christ, you're no longer a prisoner of war. And that is powerful imagery that they'll come over in chains and bow down. People from all these countries and tribes and tongues. Verse 15, truly you are a God who hides himself, O God of Israel, the Savior. Again, this isn't talking about God literally hiding himself. Actually, he's made himself known. He's declared himself. He's not being evasive. Rather, he hides himself in this sense that the way that he comes to the world, the way that he comes to people is just very counterintuitive. Think about how the the promise was passed down from Abraham to Isaac instead of Ishmael, from Isaac to Jacob instead of Esau. We've seen over and over and over in history that God does the thing that is counterintuitive that you would not expect. It's confounding. It happens with Jesus Christ. He doesn't show up on the earth the way anybody expected that he would. He shows up as a baby in a manger and a suffering servant instead of a conquering king. This is a God who hides himself in the sense that he comes to us in counterintuitive ways, in the ways that we don't expect. Verse 16, all of them are put to shame and confounded. The makers of idols go in confusion together, but Israel is saved by the Lord with an everlasting salvation. You shall not be put to shame or confounded for all eternity. For thus says the Lord who created the heavens and earth, he is God who formed the earth and made it. He established it. He did not create it empty. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is no other. I did not speak in secret in a land of darkness. I did not say to the offspring of Jacob, seek me in vain. I, the Lord, speak truth. I declare what is right. You need to put your eyes on this text. Isaiah 45, 18 and 19, those parenthetical statements, he is God and he established it. It's kind of like, listen to this guy. Listen to the Lord and trust what he says because he's God. Listen to him because he formed everything to be inhabited. He made everything. He's totally reliable and trustworthy. Verse 20. Assemble yourselves and come, draw near, you survivors of nations. They have no knowledge who carry about their wooden idols and keep on praying to a God that cannot save. Declare and present your case. Let them take counsel together. Who told this long ago? Who declared of it 
it of old? Was it not I, the Lord? And there is no other God besides me, a righteous God and a Savior. There is none beside me. Turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. By myself I have sworn, from my mouth has gone out in righteousness, a word that shall not return. To me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear allegiance. Only in the Lord it shall be said of me are the righteousness and strength. To him shall come and be ashamed all who were incensed against him. In the Lord all the offspring of Israel shall shall be justified and shall glory. So this is remarkable. This is talking about people from every tribe, tongue, and nation. It starts at the very beginning about how Egypt and the merchandise of Cush, the Sabaeans, all these people are going to end up coming to the Lord. Now, of course, not all of them are, but representatives from every tribe, tongue, and nation. They're going to come and they're going to be ashamed. Just like you and I, if we've come to Christ at some point, shame and being ashamed of our sin is part of what drove us to him. And all who were incensed against him, everybody who was an enemy of God, not everybody, but the ones who come to Christ are going to come originally as enemies of God. And then they're going to bow down and they are going to receive his forgiveness, his salvation, which obviously comes through faith in Christ. Check this out. We're going to look at a few New Testament passages to tie this up. John 10, 14 through 16. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep and I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock and one shepherd. He's talking about other sheep, meaning people who are not Jewish people. This is, he's speaking about Gentiles, non-Jews who are also going to be brought in. They're not of the Jewish fold, but they're of another fold and he's bringing them in. Romans 1.16. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So in other words, this idea of tribes and tongues and nations and peoples beyond Israel coming to God, bowing down in chains because they're ashamed, because they were once incensed against him, God is going to see this happen. And this is going to happen through Christ making it accessible to be redeemed to God for anybody who would trust Christ, regardless of their heritage, their nationality, even if they're not Jewish. In fact, there are going to be some people that are literally biologically Jewish who are going to reject Jesus and they're not going to be part of the kingdom. This is incredible. Now we're in Galatians 3, 28 and 29. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female for all are one in Christ Jesus. And if you're in Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. This is remarkable. Verse 29. If you're in Christ, then you're an heir of Abraham. And if you're in Christ, then you're part of Israel. You get the benefits of God's chosen people, Israel, if you are in Christ. That's what Isaiah 45 is talking about. Finally, Revelation 7, 9 and 10. As I look, this is a foreshadowing of what's going to happen in the future. John says this, as after this, I looked and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb. Friends, I'm not Jewish by nationality or by bloodline, and you probably aren't either. So praise the Lord that he has allowed a way that he has had a heart for the nations, not just his chosen people. But he chose those people to be a blessing to the nations and that we could know Christ and be grafted into his family, receive the same benefits as those who he originally chose. Praise God. Amen. 
The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.